2: Sitting in a diner or out in the street Catch up with the news, get your point of view I want to hear what unravels, I'll see you in my travels
3: And good afternoon. Good sunny afternoon. Man, what a beautiful day today. Lots of sunshine out there and heading into the high 60s. Welcome to another episode of Travels with Charlie, your host, Charlie Papillo. Happy to be here with you today. Uh, Quick reminder, you know, past episodes of the radio show as well as the video program that I did for a couple of years, that is available on WDEVRadio.com and very important right now because in 2019 we shot a video with economist Art Wolf and David Coates on the pension crisis in Vermont. And this was in 2019. Keep that in mind. And of course David was all, uh, uh, a, a a, Guest on uh, on Charlie and Ernie many many years, uh, and we shot it at Soli Music Studios because, uh, as I stated at the time, David, this is a drum that you've been meeting for many years, and it seems like we just uh, there's no resolve. Well, here we are, 2022, and still banging that drum. Uh, you should go to uh, wdevradio.com and check out that video because um, it's uh, well some some important information is uh, still there, still still banging that drum and kicking that can down the road. Maybe we need a little more cowbell this time. Who knows? Great program lined up for you today on today's show. Mike Casella will be my guest on the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. And, well, we've had him on before. We're going to have him on again. Andre McCara and Jesse Agin, musicians, uh, along with Lauren Warshawski on the Kingman Festival and Queen Tribute Show that's happening on May 7th in St. Albans. We'll have details on that for you coming up. But my first guest today is running for the house in Fairfax. Her name is Ashley Bartley, and she joins me here in studio. With uh, her little baby who just uh, <laughs> stepped outside for a moment. Didn't actually step outside, was was brought outside. Yes. Good afternoon, Ashley. Thank you for joining me here hey, today. Hey,
1: Charlie. Thanks for uh, having me. I'm really excited to be here.
3: So, your first time running for any kind of office, or have you served on other in other capacities elsewhere?
1: So, I currently serve on the Library Board of Trustees in Fairfax. Uh, that is an elected position, but this is a... Very different scale. Um, much different.
3: <laughs> much yeah. different. You probably don't get into too many arguments in the uh, on the library board.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't think yeah. we do. I, <laughs> I think the biggest argument is uh, who's going to make brownies the next. Time?
3: <laughs> and does everybody have to talk like this when they're in a meeting? Or?
1: We're actually all very loud. You are loud.
3: That's good. <laughs> good. So uh you know, one of the things running for office, and, and this is her first time, Ashley Bartley with me here in studio at uh, Travels with Jarley, two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. If you have a question, and you're getting right into it, yesterday, Maple Festival in Saint Albans. You uh that's your first parade, Ash?
1: It was. It was It was great. It was funny. I, I got home, and my entire pregnancy didn't have a lot of uh, cravings, but I said, I've really wanted a maple creamy. <laughs> um, I didn't get one because we're in the middle of winter. No one sells any creamy, right. I tried real hard and realized I did not get my maple creamy yesterday. So. Oh,
3: not even any cotton candy.
1: Not even any cotton candy.
3: Oh, darn. Well, you know, <laughs> when you do uh, events like that, there's a lot of handshaking and and waving. Did you get a chance to talk with anybody, and, and what are you hearing?
1: I did. You know, it, it was really exciting. While uh, we were in St. Albans, not necessarily in my district, um, it, it, the Maple Festival, everyone comes, you know, Burlington, Charlotte, Shelburne, right. everyone's going to go up there, um, get some Vermont maple syrup and candies, and I was able to talk to a lot of people who just were very supportive um, and I'm really basing my campaign as, you know, I definitely have my goals, but I really want to hear what other people, what issues they're facing, their families are facing, and and what their ideas are.
3: How often do you hear about, and we hear this a lot, uh, the affordability uh, crisis here in the state?
1: Absolutely. Actually, the affordability crisis is really the caveat to my campaign, and I've been talking to a lot of sitting representatives, and I was very disheartened when one of them told me we didn't have an affordability crisis. It's about how our families and how how Vermonters are choosing to spend their money. And I I personally could not agree or could not disagree more. Um, It's not about how we're choosing to spend our money. It's how we have to spend our money. And... To me, that is the crux of a affordability crisis.
3: Now, you're a working mom. You have two children, and you, the young one was just in here with us, um, yes. less than a year old, correct? Yes,
1: she's uh, three months.
3: So uh, one of the things I know that you talk about on your website is uh, child care, because obviously that's something that is near and dear to you. You, you are you have a job as well, uh, and you have to find child care. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. You can talk with any mom or any, any parents today, and they'll tell you the same exact thing. Why is there such a uh, a lack of, of affordable child care in the state, Ashley?
1: Yeah, it, it really comes down to um, the requirements that we're putting on these child care providers, whether they're um, in-home daycares or centers. And, uh, right now, um, for my three month old infant, she would need somebody with a bachelor's degree to watch her or at least be the head teacher in one of her rooms. And, you know, I have a lot of family who, and friends who don't necessarily have a bachelor's degree and they are more than capable of watching their children. Um, I'm not, I'm not looking to ask the government for a handout for young mothers or any mother out there that that's not what I'm looking for. I just want them to. Move out of the way and work with us so we can create more. Opportunities, right. more spots open.
3: That's also, you know, it's a two-sided issue because with m- mothers or parents, r- you know, regardless of who you know chooses uh, to to uh, to get back into the workforce or who chooses to stay home, if one if one of the the partners decides to stay home with the child, then that's diminishing our workforce. And I mean, that's another issue that we have not only here in Vermont but throughout the country. I don't know, just you know. They're, Everybody's looking for help, but there's nobody there to apply for the jobs.
1: Yes, and in a recent op-ed, Senator Curley had mentioned that um, since 2019, there's now 26,000 less uh, individuals in our workforce in Vermont. That's three years ago. That's 10% less in our workforce, and it's just not sustainable. Um, We want people to stay here in Vermont, but people are moving and and it's showing.
3: You know, we hear so often about, um, you know, one of the projects of uh, the governor was paying people to come here, uh, which, oh, it's great if we got people to come here, but we also need to keep people that are here. And that's as big a problem as attracting people here, is it not?
1: Oh, it it really is, actually. Just a few years ago, my husband and I uh, were visiting some friends in Georgia, and... She, one of our friends, is a realtor, and she said, "Let's let's go look at this house and in, in our development." And we did, and it was a gorgeous house. It was half a million dollars for something that would be a million, two million dollars in Vermont. And the cost of living is so high up here, so it, it really isn't feasible for a lot of younger families to keep their families here and let their children grow up here.
3: So how do we attract more families to Vermont? How do we keep people that are currently here in Vermont? And it's not something that's going to be solved in a single legislative session. um, But your thoughts on are we making the right steps to do that now?
1: You know, something you'll learn about me, I'll never never pretend to have all the answers. I definitely have ideas. And I, I think... We really need to focus on the cost of living, the job opportunities that are here in Vermont, and the the permitting that we're requiring for these jobs. Um, I know a lot of individuals who are professionals who have to go through, you know, they have their license in another state, and then they come here and they have to get relicensed again, and sometimes it takes 18 months, 24 months. So that's almost two years of them not being able to work in their profession because they are working on getting their licensure. I'm not saying that we should do away with licensing and certifications because they're there for a reason, but is there something yeah. that we can do to alleviate that, maybe shorten the process?
3: You're right. Uh, and, and it's, it's you know, take a look at the permitting process. Uh, you know, there's so many things that when people look at Vermont uh, to, to move here, and to, whether it's to set up a business or to work for somebody, it has a a feeling of being anti-business.
1: Absolutely does. I'm a human resources and operations director in my day-to-day life. Um, It's something I love to do. I feel like not a lot of people say that about human resources. Um, But even before uh, the pandemic, Montpelier and the decisions happening in Montpelier really affected what we were doing in our day-to-day. One really good example of something that has affected others that I know who is you know, who are also in human resources, is that these businesses are, are trying to look for predictability from Montpelier, and right. there is none. Um, you, we can't make decisions down the road uh today because there's we can't predict what's going to come out of Montpelier.
3: Yeah, and that's the that's the worst thing trying to uh when you don't know what's what's down the road, that makes it very 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 difficult and businesses just do not like that. Ashley Bartley is my guest on Travels with Charlie, my first guest this afternoon. Uh if you'd like to talk with her, if you have a question uh, about uh, her run for the house in Fairfax or just anything about the legislature, we'd love to hear from you 244-1777 or 1 1- We'll take a quick break. When we come back, more to talk about with Ashley Bartley right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. When I'm on my travels throughout Vermont, I know where to stop for a fill-up, fresh-made sandwiches, snacks, hot coffee, or an ice-cold Coca-Cola. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 in our area, there's always one nearby. And they're more than a quick stop. Proudly supporting local charities, community events, and our military. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the daily smile, even behind that mask. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Is it somebody's birthday? I don't know. A little Beatles music for you on Travels with Charlie Corm. Pushing all the buttons there. Coming up later on on Travels with Charlie, we're going to be playing some Queen music for you. Jesse Hagen and Andre McCara will be my guest along with uh, Lauren Warshovsky who is uh, the organizer of the Kingman Festival that's coming up in St Albans on May 7th but right now we're talking with Ashley Bartley about her run for the House in Fairfax questions comments 2441777 or 18772918255 Ashley we hear so often about the gridlock in Montpelier and the fact that it's 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 Kind of unbalanced, <laughs> uh, for lack of a, a better term. Um, we need some some different voices down there. We, we need more names with R's next to them. We need, uh, you know, even some Democrats are saying we'd like some. They're not saying this, you know, in public, but they would like some more R's in there because they're getting pulled further and further to the left. Mm-hmm. And they need something to kind of balance it out. What are you hearing?
1: Yeah, I, you know, Charlie, I'm hearing the same thing. And I want to bring some balance to Montpelier. And I think a lot of people go into a campaign saying, I'm going to make this change. This is what I'm going to do in Montpelier. All I'm looking for is to create a little balance in Montpelier and bring to some of my ideas, but also um, my my community's ideas and the issues that they're facing. But in Montpelier right now, there's there's little to no balance. And we just need... The ability to hold the other side accountable um, for what they're bringing to the table. And like you said, I've actually talked to several dem- Democrats who are saying, we just want a good debate, you know. And I, I'm the youngest of three girls. I love a good fight, my <laughs> husband.
3: <laughs> um,
1: and, and I just want to be able to say, hey, these are my ideas. This is where, where I'm coming to the table. Let's meet halfway.
3: Speaking of balance, uh, you'll be doing quite a balancing act if you do uh, are elected to office. You you hold a a job, a full time job. I do. You have two children and a newborn, so yes. a total of two children, a newborn, and and then serving in Montpelier. How is all that going to work out? Um, are you allowed to bring kids uh, to to the state house?
1: Well, I did last week, so uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully I wasn't breaking any rules then. Um, I'm very blessed that my boss is very supportive of this run, um, and, and I know not a lot of other individuals are. And part of the balancing act is um, in Montpelier is a lot of people feel that you have to be retired. You have to have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I'm a young professional, um, young family, and, and I, I'm doing this because I believe in, in what I'm standing for and – we're going to make the time. We're going to make sure there is that balancing act. Some things might slip, but we're going to keep on.
3: Well, uh, you know, actually, I would agree with you. I think that it's and, – and, you know, I'm of a different generation, so I, I'm not, you know, shooting myself in the foot here. But it's nice to get some younger voices there. We've had a lot of people that have served there for multiple years, and uh, it's nice to get some new ideas and some younger faces there. Absolutely so uh, you've got um, quite a list of endorsements already
1: i do you know i'm i'm very blessed with um, some of the uh, endorsements i've gotten i've spoken uh, to don turner um uh, Governor uh, Jim Douglas has endorsed me, and I'm just really excited um, to continue um, to hopefully do them proud. I've also been endorsed by Representative uh, Casey Toof and Senator Parent um, from Franklin County, my own district. Nice. So it's been great to work with them
3: one of the things that uh, i did want to ask you about and talk a little bit about uh, for our listeners as well we've seen uh, you know some shifting of of districts uh, all throughout vermont and and none of that really comes easy you know there's always you know well, why do we got to go there and you know, you know we don't want to move here but fairfax and georgia they've been merged into a two seat district they were mm-hmm. two one seat districts what are your thoughts on all of that and how is that going to affect uh, the those districts
1: yeah you know honestly for the house uh the house races it's not going to affect it all that much because um about 10 years ago uh before or the last reapportionment we were to um uh two districts however georgia was one district in uh franklin county um they are excuse me it was all of georgia and all of fairfax it is different now where it's some of georgia and all of Fairfax. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, what I would really love to see happen is to have um, one individual serve from Georgia and another from Fairfax. I, I think we both um, would be able to listen to our communities and bring, um, bring our concerns. I, I would hate for one, um, one town to not be represented at all.
3: You've, as I mentioned, uh, you have two small children. One is in school, correct? Yes, he is. And the other one will be a little while before little Reagan. <laughs> we'll keep it that way. Yeah. Uh, are you concerned at all about uh, schools and what's being taught in schools today? That, you know, many think that uh, there's a fear of indoctrination by the, the curriculums and it continues to change. What are your thoughts on that?
1: You know, I, I was brought up in our public schools. I, our teachers do a lot of really great work. Um, I definitely do not always agree with what our teachers are, might be teaching, um, but that's safe to say, you know, I don't always agree with my husband, and I'm married to him. Um, but I, I think we really need to um, start looking at our public schools and, and make sure that we're giving back to the kids and focusing on the future of our children.
3: There's so many, you know, it seems like, you know, new taxes every year that uh, that come up during this session. We've we've heard about carbon taxes. We've heard about payroll taxes, um, uh, ban on heating fuels, which in in essence is a is a tax. Sometimes, you know, they'll say, well, you know, it's not a tax. It's a fee. You get into the, the semantics of all of that. But what it when it's more expensive for you to do something mm-hmm. that is, in essence, a tax. Yes. How can we. Make people understand that, uh, you know, it just these representatives and senators are elected. They, they head down to Montpelier and they feel, well, you know, I was elected and, you know, must be they 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 want who wants their taxes raised. I just don't get
1: that. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's funny. It, I don't understand why we're focused on anything else. You know, the concerns of can I put food on my fa- or on my table for my family? Can I put my child in uh, child care so I can work? Um, these are things that real people are going through every single day. And why are we not looking at how much we're paying in taxes? Why are we concerned about whether, you know, I was asked about 16- um, and 17-year-olds voting in municipal races in Brattleboro. Why are we focused on that? We shouldn't be. We need to be focusing on the affordability crisis.
3: Are you confident going forward, Ashley? Uh, you know, I ask you that because as you take a look at, uh, you know, the current situation, uh, with, uh, the president and his ratings, they're not, many people are very concerned about what's going to be happening. Well, Democrats are very concerned about what's going to be happening in November. How are you feeling going forward?
1: You know, I'm feeling great. I have a great team behind me. I have great support. And like I said earlier, I'm very passionate and I, I know I'm doing this for the right reasons, and I think that's what's going to
3: get me there. Well, good luck to you, Ashley. Nice to meet you today. You know, your husband often came in on uh, my other program on uh, Charlie and Ernie. He always brought, you know, and and I'm sure you know, you knew because he was there early in the morning. He'd be up uh, making uh, stuffed jalapenos, macaroni and cheese.
1: It was the only time he's ever woken up early.
3: (laughs) Well, uh, nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Good luck with everything. Website and all the social media. You know, that's the way to go today. Uh, Give a plug to all of your social media, and website, Ashley?
1: Yep, so anybody can find me at ashleybartley.org, or if they want to shoot me an email, they can uh, do so at at ashleybartley.org. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to connect with anybody. I'm really just looking to have those conversations.
3: All right. And we made it through the entire interview without little Reagan uh, <laughs> yelling and screaming for you. So obviously you know, either that or, you know, Jeff took him out for <laughs> lunch somewhere. I'm not sure.
1: Well, it's a win <laughs> for the day.
3: <laughs> nice to meet you. Thanks for joining me today on Travels Thank with you, Charlie. Charlie, Ashley. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Mike Casello the uh, Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight right here next on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.MillTravel.com. I'm scratching my head on this one. I should know it. I've played it a hundred times, a thousand times. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Uh, Stump the band. Cormie, you got to tell me. I don't know. Who is it? Maybe Mike knows. Def Leppard. Def Leppard. I should know. I've got Hair Nation now on my serious radio. I've been listening to them intently. Uh, well, welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Thanks for joining me today. It's time for the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Mike Casella on the phone today. Mike knew the answer to that. Mike, good afternoon to you. Welcome back
0: afternoon charlie thanks for having me on again
3: well and i'm only sorry that you're not here in studio because every time we we meet we we always you know check in with each other we've we got the covid hair we haven't had haircuts since covid hit two years ago have you have you broken the rule and at least gotten a trim i have gotten a trim mike
0: I, I have not. I have not. I'm keeping it going. I did, I did trim the beard though. So the beard has been trimmed.
3: Wow. So, nice. Yeah. I think there's a future fundraiser here at some point. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, you know, I've done it before. I've, I've actually shaved my head for a fundraiser. Maybe we'll do that someday. Who knows?
0: I don't know if I, I'll shave it all, but I, I, I definitely a haircut. I know a, a lot <laughs> of people I've been dealing with, like Jamie Bulbuck and some of the others, said they should take up a
3: charity to, to get my hair cut. oh i'm sure they'd <laughs> pay you to do it uh i i know okay. you know yeah absolutely well mike we got lots to talk about on the sustainability spotlight uh, of course may 7th man that's just around the corner it's hard to believe but it's a green up day and you guys will be involved in that again
0: yeah we're, we're excited about it i mean i think spring is kind of it's it's trying to get here uh, i mean I, I think it it breaks a little bit and then we get snow and I mean, this last weekend was really gorgeous, and and I think we're going to get snow again Thursday. So uh, we're hoping for a good greenout, great turnup. We we had over 200 Casella volunteers throughout the state actually going out and greening up. And a bunch of teams, there's an app where it makes it really easy if you go to the Greenup website to actually download the app, and then you can create a team and, and organize your team right through the app to go out and help be part of the community, picking up a uh, roadside litter.
3: Man, who would have thought, uh, you know, when Green Up Day was in, instituted, that at some point, uh, you know, people would be getting their smartphones out and, and finding out where they're going to go and, and where they have to go. And you can even post, you know, things that you've picked up.
0: Yeah, that's the great part about it. Is you can actually have a little competition. So we definitely have a competition that can sell as to which uh, group can pick up the most uh bags of uh, trash so it's been kind of neat to see how many bags you can actually collect uh, last year we, we ended up getting beat by the the our credit and collections uh, team down in Rutland so this year I got I got to rally the troops and figure out how we can collect over 200 bags and set the bar
3: really high. <laughs> wow, way to go. Hey, one of the, I wanted to talk with you about uh, uh, composting because, as you know, uh, you know many people now, your, your food scraps, they need to be composted. You need to get rid of those separately. And where do they go? Well, they make great compost, and you guys have partnered up with Grow Compost. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Fill us in, Michael. Yeah, so
0: we, we partnered with Grow, you know, in September of last year, and, you know, it's really exciting. We worked with the state. The state was really helpful in getting us a, a permit. So we we're actually collecting for free residential food scraps back at the uh, grow compost location at 2046 U.S. Route 2 in Waterbury. So that's up and operational right now. So that if, if you've been to the site before, you know, as you kind of pull in on the right hand side, there's, uh, Toters there that you can actually put your food scraps. Just clean f- food scraps is all we're looking for. No uh, labels or anything like that. So that service is up and running right now. So wanted to.
3: And you've got an event coming up related to that too. I think it's in June, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where people can actually go and and get compost. Am I correct?
0: Yeah so we, we have two things going on. Right. So right now you can actually drop your food scraps scraps off for free uh monday through friday um as i said we work with the state and got a permit so you can do that and drop your food scraps and then actually we're starting to sell compost and so we're going to do a compost uh sale this this saturday april 30th from 8 to 12
3: and, and where's then that going to be gonna michael find-
0: that's going to be right at the grow compost site uh, 2046 u.s route 2 in waterbury
3: boy and that's uh, just in time you know anybody that gardens uh, and i can certainly attest to it uh uh, you, you put the compost in the soil and man, you are going to just see, uh, you know, an abundance of vegetables and, and more people are growing vegetables and, and gardening now since, uh, the, the COVID pandemic because there was always the fear that, well, we may not be able to buy those things. So, and people had more time on their hands. So a lot of people got into gardening and here's a great opportunity to, well, you, you're doing something with all of that compost, all of those food scraps. You're turning it into compost. And back into the soil and you're gonna benefit from a great garden.
0: Yeah, it's really good material. I mean we've had a lot of support from, from Grow and the different blends that they make and you know, getting it certified at the different organics labs and the, the product's really great. Um, and it'll it'll definitely grow a lot of vegetables. So there's there's four different blends and you know the guys there on staff can help with you know, what the, what the best spec is for the material that you're trying to grow or what you're looking to use it
3: for. Oh, that's great. I didn't even know that uh, there were differences in the compost. So um, you can find out more information. As always, go to the website, com and find out more information. Uh, you also, if you follow them on Facebook, You'll find out about the 2022 Sustainability Leadership Awards. And one of the interesting things about this, Michael, is that, uh, you know, as I was reading about it, it's not just here in Vermont. You were actually at Tufts University. They got an award, uh, uh, St. Paul's School in New Hampshire, the Rhode Island Resource Recovery. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, these awards?
0: Yeah, we, we started up about two years ago during the pandemic, obviously. We, we kind of had the concept that there's so many great businesses out there that we work with and have partnered with that are, you know, at the end of the day, we're providing a service to so many customers, but a lot of our customers are pushing a lot of these initiatives on their own, and we wanted to reward those customers for their hard work. Um, I know Cabot Creamery, we, we've done a lot of work with them, yeah. and they want an award as, a, as well, so it's pretty much been opened up to across the country, any customers that we deal with um, nationwide and some of the innovative things that they're doing around sustainability and and reducing their carbon footprint and how to improve processes that really kind of have a focus on uh, the environment.
3: Mike Casella, my guest on the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Get your compost, and you can also drop off food scraps at the Grow Compost here in Waterbury. Mike, as always, a pleasure to talk with you. Keep growing that hair. I'll see you soon.
0: Uh, thanks, Charlie. Thanks for
3: having me. All right, take care. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got uh, Jesse Agan and uh, Andre McCara, and I believe the organizer of the Kingman Festival, joining me in studio right here, Travels with Charlie, WDEV. In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle,
0: and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the internet to find businesses like yours are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search let the radio vermont group digital services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location demographic and interest learn more at rvgdigital.com
3: welcome back travels with charlie You you know everybody recognizes that song Queen music today as we celebrate Queen on the Kingman Festival that's coming up. Uh, and we'll get to that in just a moment. First, I want to thank my sponsors here on Travels with Charlie. Uh, of course, uh, Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, Jolly Convenience Stores. It's creamy season. A lot of the Jolly Convenience Stores have creamies. Get on out there along with hot coffee and sandwiches and snacks and fill up your car. And of course, Milne Travel American Express. They've been doing it since 1975. Milne Travel. .com. In studio with me today, man, it's deja vu all over again. Yeah,
4: Je- long, long time no see, Charlie. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> all right. Jesse Agin,
3: Andre McCara, good afternoon, along with the organizer of the Kingman Festival, Lauren Warshawski.
2: You nailed it. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh,
4: look at that. I had to go slow on that one. He's a true professional.
3: Now, before we get into this, i got to just say something to Jesse, because uh, over the weekend, we were at the the Maple Festival, And, you know, Jesse, pro that he is, he's up on stage with Ryan Sweezy, and it was, I don't know how it came about, but a few years ago, uh, one of the incarnations of Shake. The original. The original Shake. You guys were looking for song uh, ideas or something, right? Oh,
5: absolutely, and we were playing a Snow Farm gig coming up, and uh, we are a big fan of you and your pizzas, and you came up to us one day, you said, you know, you ever do any of the grassroots Would you learn a grassroots song for me?
3: Well, you guys have great harmonies, and I, you know, the grassroots, uh, and I I said... Temptation Eyes. Would you do that? You guys learned it. You nailed it. I heard it at Snow Farm Winery, and you even played it out a couple of times. I got some video of you playing it out. So I figured, you know, that was a couple years ago. He's forgotten all about it. He's doing an acoustic set with Ryan, and here we are at the Maple Festival, and I'm sitting down there with my granddaughter, and she's got a big bag of cotton candy, and her hands are sticky. And and they said, you got to go back to the car and get some wipes. So I go back to the car, and I get back, and my wife says, he just said the song's for you, and he played Temptation Eyes. <laughs> What's that all about?
5: <laughs> it's just great timing is what I tell you. I go, hey, this one's for Charlie Papillo, and... I look out in the audience, and your chair is empty. Yeah. I was like, "Well, I can't not do it now." Well, for
4: your wife, you make a lovely
5: couple.
3: Well, thank you. <laughs> so another suggestion with Shake, um, and you're part of Shake as I'm well, Andre. I'm part of Shake too. Yes. How about uh, Eric Carmen, "Raspberries"? Go all the way. Go all the way. Yeah, that's a good one. Can yeah, Can you hear that? I, I can. Yeah. Okay. As long as there's harmonies, we'll be there. Oh, there, there's harmonies, yeah. And good guitar.
4: Good guitar, You, know, you can I do see. it. That's that's our hallmark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. Hey, nothing, nothing. I know a guy.
3: So, Lauren, let's bring you in and, and find out how did this whole event come about, this Kingman Festival, and then the tie-in with, uh, if we're going to do King, we do something with Queen, How did that all come about?
2: Yeah, so Shannon that I work with, uh, you know, Kingman Street has dealt with a lot of obstacles. You know, with COVID, they had a lot of construction. So Shannon kind of brought me in because she wanted to do, like, she wanted to close down Kingman Street, but in a positive way where she had control of it, and then we can just bring light to Kingman Street, everything that's on there. And she wanted to make it free. She wanted to, you know, make it free to the community. And then she brought me in, and I'm very keen on event planning, and so that just kind of grew from there. And then we thought, you know, what better thing to do than bring in people that are talented from Vermont to put on this kind of queen on Kingman take. And that's where I guess these guys come
3: into play. I don't know. They're shaking their heads. Right? <laughs> Nobody's more confused than us.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: what is We're talent. we <laughs>
4: bringing some talented people, but hey, we couldn't find them. So we got these guys to, <laughs> do, guys it. to do it. You guys <laughs> got it.
3: Yeah, and
2: I mean, obviously, you can find queen tribute bands all over the country. Yeah. Um, but for me personally I know that we have incredibly talented you know artists in Vermont and I felt like you know for year 1 event like for year 1 we wanted to make sure that we brought in someone from Vermont and someone that could really rock and that's my mind went straight to them and that's No, everybody agrees.
3: Well, I know this is radio, so you 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 don't get it. By the way, if you have questions or comments, you want to request a song this afternoon. Two four four seventeen seventy seven one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. We're talking about the Kingman Festival. That's May seventh in St. Albans with uh, the Queen tribute band Jesse Agan and Andre McCara, two of the uh, principals in that band. But Check out Jesse. You know, here, here as I mentioned, this is this is radio, but he's got the Freddie Mercury mustache down.
5: Yeah. Yes, I do. It's been a wild month walking into places, having people not recognize me, um, which has been which has been interesting. Um, it's definitely not a choice I would make outside of this show.
2: I'll say that you're lying. <laughs> yeah.
5: You know, I mean, I guess I guess I could have waited till the day before the show to have this, but. I'm embodying the character. There.
3: Yeah, you are, and and uh, it, I mean it, it. The first time I saw it, I said, "What the is he doing?" Uh,
5: you know, <laughs> That's most people's
4: reaction. Uh,
3: in fact, Andre had a comment. I'll let him make that.
4: Well, you know, you know, it, it opens up a lot of possibilities. There's the queen thing. There's the career in porn. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it. it it, it covers a lot of a lot of bases having that mustache.
2: I mean, honestly, if anyone comes out for anything of Kingman Fast just to see Jesse's mustache, then we were successful.
5: Well, that's just that's just one part of it. I got the accessories. I got. I'm not even going to go into. You do? Oh yeah, he's he's there.
3: famous for his outfits. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen some of them. yes. <laughs> the rompers. They, the... <laughs> they look like uh, pajamas.
5: And they're as comfortable <laughs> as them too.
3: <laughs> so, uh, you know, getting dressed up like that, and 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 of course, you guys, you really are professionals. I mean, you really get into it. No, no more than Andre. Andre is the epitome of professionalism. You know, I follow you on Facebook, and anytime you've got a gig. I'll see that he's, he's got his guitars lined up and if you could explain it, I mean, you don't just show up and do the gig. There's rehearsals, but with you, there's also, you know, you know that little board that you're, you're punching things yeah. on, you know, what you're going to do and what time you're going to do it. And
4: yeah, there's there's a lot of choreography involved and a lot of planning. People always think, well, they're on stage for 90 minutes. Well, they, why, why do they get paid so much for being on stage? They play for 90 minutes. Why do they get paid so much? Because there's like a month of planning. There's two weeks of straight rehearsals. There's a lot, I mean, a lot of it, you know, I, I never get on stage without knowing exactly what's going to happen at any given moment yeah. as as spontaneous as it looks everything is um you're in that moment but it's all you know part of your, your 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 programming you know exactly what's going to happen that way you can react with your audience without having to think about what's the next chord what's the next lyric what's my next harmony you know mm-hmm. it becomes a natural part of of what you do it's uh, you know so there's no uh, there's no outward affectations of 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 anything it's all it's all contiguous to the performance,
3: but don't use the big words. Maybe.
4: Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's all a bunch Even- of it's all a bunch of stuff that's connected. <laughs> Everything we do, it's all connected.
3: <laughs> you, uh, you of course, uh, you have a recording studio, so it's not just you know playing music for you. It's about making sure that it sounds right and getting it perfect. And well, Queen,
4: see, Queen is one of those bands that there's so much about it. I mean, there's the visual aspect. Of Queen. Everybody saw the, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, so yeah. there's there's an integral part of of, of the visual aspect of it, but the uh, everybody is, in that band is a star, and, and, and there are so many individual, uh, like all the affectations, whether it's the mustache, the costumes. But for me, as a guitar player, the uh, Brian May is such an iconic player. Yeah. he uh, his tones are unique. You, you can you can hear when he plays one note. You know, hey, that's Brian May. Yeah. And not only that. I mean his his sense of composition, and I I even have a Brian May guitar. Which, I was
3: going to bring that up, which yeah. which
4: I actually I, I you know he's got his own guitar company, yeah. and he and his dad built this guitar back in the '60s from an old mantle that they had in their home. And
3: so you had it before you didn't just had, get it. You no, know, I actually gig. had yeah.
4: this. I've had this thing for 12 years, yeah. never assuming they'd be doing a Queen tribute band on Kingman Street on May 7th at 7.30 p.m. Thanks for fitting that in. Yeah.
3: Just drop it right in there. (laughs) Any other plugs you want to give any? Uh, (laughs) West Street Digital. West Street
4: Digital Recording in (laughs) St. Albans, Vermont. Um, but you know, it's, it's, and again, it's such a unique instrument in order to, 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 Get his tone and his sound, you have to have I mean that guitar is is a is a unique instrument unto itself. There's too many controls on it, there's too many variables, and it's a challenge to to get all his tones and, and you know to me it's 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 an homage for me to be able to recreate all those sounds and be able to, you know I mean I practice actually making guitar switches because there's like six switches on a thing and, and there in the middle of a solo I get like hit three different here and then I get hit another one over here. And so it's again, I I love I love that challenge. Would
3: you describe yourself as a perfectionist when it comes to music? Um, on a
4: bad day, I'm only a perfectionist. Yeah. Okay. I aspire to be better than that, but yeah. <laughs> no, again, it's to me, it's it's it's. I love that challenge. I love being, you know, being trying to capture all the nuance of, of what an artist does, and I think it's out of respect that I do it, especially for Brian May. I got to see Brian May play on the Bohemian Rhapsody tour back in '75. They played at the Waterbury Palace back in Connecticut. It's it was a theater about the size of the Flynn nice. before they did all the arenas. They did this yeah. little little show there and i was in the seventh row right in front of brian may so to me it's like a like a kid you know i get to, i get to do this stuff
3: jesse let's talk a little bit a little bit about uh, the band uh, it's it's you along with with andre but who else is there
5: sure so we've got uh, ryan sweezy performing some vocals and playing some guitar for us. Um, we've got another member of 8084 gary spud spaulding behind the kit uh, what a wild kit he's got set up oh too. he's that got was...
4: he's got the he's got the roger taylor kit from the 80s he he blueprinted the whole thing and you know, oh, the way do you God. see it
5: yeah. And then we've got the Contois guys, Dave Contois on the keys, and Trevor Contois playing the bass for us. Um, it's a it's a hell of a lineup, I got to say. And and just to go back a little bit to talk about Andre, you know, I've I've known him since 2017 now, so it's been about five years. And it's he's always blown my mind in every capacity. But it's always been he gets on stage, he nails it. And this time it's it's been it's been so so cool to sit down and watch him do Brian May justice. Just thousands of notes, these iconic solos. He, it's just... Watch it. It's a real treat just to sit in the studio and watch him.
3: We can we can listen to some of that now. Uh, you know, last time you guys were here, you yeah. actually brought your guitars and amplifiers. Yeah. We went into the mezzanine studio. We set up and did a number with uh, with uh, Danny Cohn from the Starline Rhythm and Boys John and John Gailmore. Yep. That's uh, on our podcast. You can see them at wdevradio.com. But let's take a listen. This is Andre McCara on the Brian May guitar. Yep. Take a listen to this. Lauren actually took her uh, her cigarette lighter out. You can't do that in the studio. You can't do that. Hot. <laughs> Busted. Uh, so, you know, you Lauren, you really set the bar high with a uh, Kingman and, and the Queen tribute. Is this going to be an ongoing event? Will it be Queen again the following year? Or I don't know. What else goes with Kingman? Well, you could do Elvis the King. You you could do do Prince. Prince. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What part are you going to play, Andre? I I won't be Prince. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Jesse could do Elvis, though. I don't know.
5: Oh, I could do Elvis. You know, you know my music taste goes all the way back to that, you know, the 50s and 60s. Oh, sure, yeah. My, that's my sweet spot. Yeah, yeah.
4: And I also got to give a shout out to Jesse here because first thing anybody asks me after they ask, "Hey, you're gonna do the Brian May hair?" No, I won't be tall or lanky either. But Jesse, <laughs> Jesse has been busting his butt because the first thing was you know, the Freddie Mercury. Who's gonna sing that stuff? Well, I got an answer for you. It's Jesse Agan. Yeah, guy is killing it. He's been certainly he's busting his butt. He's like, you know, it's it's almost like an athletic event. You have got to be in training for this, and yeah. he's he's been just really he's been
3: nailing it. I'm not going to ask you to sing, but you did post a clip on Instagram, I believe.
5: Yes, I did a few yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, just some teasers to get people going.
3: Yeah, so you you nail it, Andre. He nails it. He does.
5: You know, it, it's it's been cool to explore this like new territory in my voice, almost. Um, you know, I'm known primarily as a clean singer because I do this stuff from the '60s and '70s, and um, you know, then you get to the late '70s, it kind of turns hard rock. Like I always say my favorite two bands are the Beach Boys and Van Halen, and I am I, a lot of times I try to embody the the stage presence and persona of somebody like david lee roth and now that i'm getting into the queen territory this is stuff you know david david's down here queen's vocals and Freddie's is just insane and you know it is a marathon It's just, just listening to these songs working them and i'm finding this grit and distortion in my voice that wasn't really present before and it's 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 cool to see you know the limits kind of you know just take off yeah you know?
3: So what's going to happen after the show, as you go out on the road with uh, with your band, with Shake, are, are you going to maybe do a couple of Queen numbers uh, in the future? I, I
4: suggested that myself. I said, hey, we can learn these songs. Might as well use them. Yeah,
3: you're putting a lot of time uh, into this.
5: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, our, our first show after this is going to be at Snow Farm. Uh, it's Jesse Agan band, and uh, we're we're definitely doing something. You set A couple numbers. Uh, you know, tie your mother down. Um, potentially under pressure or something like that.
3: Send in your requests. <laughs> so uh, Jesse Aganban is, what's the difference between Jesse Eganban, Shake? Uh, it's a number. They're spelled it's, differently for one. Yeah. Okay.
5: <laughs> One's longer. Um, uh, Basically, it's just a, a, another variation of Shake. Well, Shake, it's, it,
4: it's more Jesse as a front person now that he's taken on his Freddie persona. Now yeah. it's sort of the next logical progression is for him to do the uh, you know more of a Jesse Egan to get his David Lee Roth out of the system once and for all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the other events that are going on. The concert is just one event at the, at the, uh, the Kingman Festival. That's going to be at 7.30 at night. Yep. But what about during the day? What's going on?
2: Yeah, so the event starts at 5 o'clock. We have uh, food, different like food truck vendors uh, and regular food vendors. We also have, what's? what are you doing, Andre? Face painting. Oh, uh, yes, he did <laughs> want to talk about the face painting. Um, we even have everything from like puppies coming. We have bouncy houses. We have roaming mascot characters. We have vendor booths. Um, we have the Kingman Street businesses uh, that want to be involved, set up, and do showcases. We have a cash bar, um, kind of like an outdoor bar, gar- beer garden. Um, area right outside the stage and yes, yes we're
4: just having fun yeah
2: so that goes from like you know most of the, the kids events go from five to seven and then the concert starts off at seven thirty, and that will run to about nine ish
3: and of course with the beer garden uh, you know andre will probably want to do some of the famous tunes when he, he, he many people don't know this but he was in an oompa band yeah you uh, know
4: <laughs> my son even plays the tuba <laughs> <laughs> A, l- a little known fact. Uh,
3: I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I, I know I can just throw anything to Andre and he'll go with it. Oh uh, yeah, well, he will go with that's it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Let's take a listen to another clip. This is Andre on the Brian May guitar, and you're going to hear more of this on May seventh, seven thirty at the Kingman Festival in St Albans. through the switch right there for those of you that are into the technical aspect of it I mean that's amazing you know you listen to it and you go no that's not Andre that's the real deal that is Andre Makara playing the Brian May guitar on uh, <laughs> on the on the mp3 that he sent over here yeah, well it's an homage yeah. Nice stuff. Really, um, this is, uh, you know, St. Albans has got to be really, really excited about this. The fact that uh, you've got this concert uh, coming up and you chose Lauren to do, you know, to have them as a tribute band to Queen. Uh, it's going to be a great, great day, is it not?
2: It's going to be the best and the one thing i wanted to add to is we chose queen because we felt like it transcends generations and we thought that that was important to encompass everyone from you know four years old all the way up to you know 98 years old you know
3: cradle to the grave that's what we shoot for <laughs> cradle to the grave <laughs> so let's talk a, lo- a little bit about how you actually prep for a show like this how do you sit down and go you know which songs are we going to do is it billboard hits i mean how do you do that
4: well, that was, that was a funny thing. Cause uh, speaking of generations, as Lauren just bro- brought up, um, I'm old school, you know, queen cause I grew up with, with all the successive albums. So I'm like, we're going to do, you know, I'm bringing up these songs. Well, that wasn't in the movie. Well, that doesn't, doesn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. We know they know don't stop me now. You know, things like that. I was like, ah. <laughs> to me, that's, that's queen light, you know, things like stone cold crazy. Keep yeah. yourself alive. Those are the those to me that's 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 my queen. Yeah. And but it again it transcends generation, so Jesse's queen might be something different. Like again, don't don't mean yep.
5: <laughs> no. I do like that song. <laughs> he does. He <laughs> loves that song.
4: And you know, I and and it's funny, after playing the songs, I've I've developed more of a grudging respect for them too now. You know, I like, there were songs that I had my I, I doubts about when I first started thinking like, I remember watching the video for uh I want to break free, and he's using the you know drag, drag, and vacuuming the house. Oh yeah, yeah. But I saw I, another aspect of this was I, I watched probably a dozen videos on on live videos of Queen doing all the of the different songs through different generations, whether it was Freddie or with Al uh, with uh, with Adam Lambert, and and trying to glean the best best arrangement. So I took I, we found a great arrangement of of uh, I want to break free, which is rocking. So instead of that sort of loose reggae feel it's got this kind of a drive and rock thing and so that was again you develop that grudging respect for
3: these songs after you play them. Well, okay I get it I get it. I see where they're coming from. May 7th May 7th. Kingman uh, Festival on Kingman Street in St. Albans Lauren thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Jesse and Andre thank always you. Always nice both. to be had. It's, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you great to, great to have you. Oh and quickly uh, you know we're going to get you and Randy on later on in the year of course Eight oh eight four. Can you believe this? Forty years, fortieth anniversary. Jesse's going. Oh, you know, you're not even forty.
5: I'm going to be back there uh, with you though in the VIP section. I tell you that much. (laughs) I'm excited for that. Just got my ticket a couple days ago.
3: (laughs) Nice stuff. Uh, Congratulations, forty years, and still together, and still friends, and still playing together. That's go figure, huh? That is great. (laughs) Thanks so much for being with me today. Good to see you both, Jesse Agan, Andre McCara, Lauren Warszawski, with the Kingman Festival. Don't ask me to say it again. That's it. <laughs> hey, coming up, we'll be on the next program uh, back on May 9th here with Travels with Charlie, working on some great guests. If you have some ideas for guests, you'd like to be on the show, see Radio at gmail.com. It's as simple as that. Thanks to all of the sponsors here, uh, Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne American Express, Milne Travel American Express. My theme song is written and performed by Billy Bratcher. My executive producer is Brad Ferland, Corm, Steve Cormier behind Corm. the glass, playing all the all the hits for you. I'm Charlie Papillo and I'll see you in my travels.